Do you feel stuck? Has your podcast stopped gaining new listeners? Do you wish your community was more engaging? I know that a lack of engagement can make you feel like nobody cares about your podcast or nobody wants to hear what you have to say, but in most cases, that's simply not true. It's more likely that your loyal listeners just haven't found you yet. Your artwork, your titles, your descriptions haven't done enough to catch their eye. Now, I'm not here to sell you on an easy button. There will be some work involved, but the first step is to get another experienced set of eyes on your project. It can be difficult to objectively examine and evaluate your own work. So head over to thepodcastersguild.com and book a podcast audit. From there, we can work together to make sure your loyal listeners are able to find your show and understand why this is the show they've been looking for. Join me at thepodcastersguild.com and we'll get started today. Getting out there and launching a podcast, you are putting yourself out there. There's all kinds of insecurities. The last thing you want to do is throw up obstacles to someone launching their podcasts. Podcast Better is for you, the podcaster or soon-to-be podcaster who has a business, a cause, or a hobby that you're passionate about. Each week, we'll take a closer look at the mental, physical, and technical skills necessary to produce a quality show that your fans will want to listen to. Thanks for sharing part of your day with me so that we can podcast better together. Welcome, 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 fellow podcaster to another episode of Podcast Better. Today, I got a chance to take a closer look at the stats and download numbers that are compiled by Buzzsprout. I know a lot of people have questions about what a download is or what counts as a download. So instead of me just regurgitating what I've been told, I decided to go straight to the source. My guest today is Tom Rossi. He is one of the co-founders of Buzzsprout, and he is the man who is directly responsible for determining how downloads are defined and counted. With that being said, I'll let Tom finish introducing himself and the company. So my name is Tom Rossi. I'm one of the co-founders of Buzzsprout. We built it back in, we probably started about 2008, maybe even a little bit before that, building out a platform to make it simple for people to be able to get their audio messages out to the world. And that really is a podcast. And so Buzzsprout was born from that need that we had because we had another product where that's what people needed to do. Um, we were working with a lot of churches and nonprofits, and they were constantly struggling with, <laughs> I mean, the old days of CD burners and things like that. And they would ask us constantly, how do I get this out to the internet? How do I get this so that people can go listen to it? And so we would tell them how to write an RSS feed and upload your files here or there. And finally, we're like, man, we just, we have to make it simple. We have to make an easy way for people to be able to, to share their, their message with the world. And that's Buzzsprout. I'm glad you guys stepped up and took that challenge upon yourselves because I've I've looked at RSS feeds and what they actually entail. I'm like, I I don't want to mess with that. I don't want to have to code that myself. So yes, I'm very thankful for podcast hosting companies such as Buzzsprout. It's what I use. It's what I recommend to everybody I come across. So thank you. (laughs) I'm great. I I mean, our goal, we joke about it, but we say a lot. Like our goal is that people don't even know what an RSS feed is like uh, we should limit how much they even need to know about what an rss feed 
is. Not because we want to control people, but we just don't want it to be a block. Getting out, I mean, you know this, Matt, getting out there and launching a podcast, you are putting yourself out there. There's all kinds of insecurities. The last thing you want to do is throw up obstacles to someone launching their podcasts, right? Any right. type of obstacle, it just, they're already insecure. They're already nervous about, about how, oh, man, is it, am I ready? Is this going to be good enough? Am I good enough? And uh, what we found when we really started interacting with people in the podcasting community, what we found was there was a lot of people that literally it would be over a year of them talking about podcasting. They'd have recording. You talk to them and they'd have 10 episodes recorded. How many have you launched? Well, I, I haven't launched yet. I mean, you know, I'm still <laughs> tweaking them. I'm still working on them. And so from the beginning, we want to remove obstacles, whether it's a technical obstacle, whether it's a know-how obstacle, we want to make it as simple as possible for people to be able to, to get their message out and get out there and start podcasting. And that's, that's one of the things I love about Buzzsprout is like, unlike other hosts I've tried, I feel that from the time I sign up and create an account to the time my podcast is launched, you you have every step of the process built in there and you're kind of holding my hand through the entire process saying, okay, this is what you need to do next and now do this and now do this. Whereas other hosts have tried just like, okay, you created an account, good luck. Yeah, I, I mean, it's how we've how we've built the product. It's it's built towards that. And so there might be people that feel it's too, as a matter of fact, this is kind of the, the attitude from a lot of people when we first started engaging with the community is, oh, it's, it's Mickey Mouse. It's too simple. It's too easy. And we're like, it's actually not very Mickey Mouse. <laughs> the hardest thing is to make something simple. If you've ever tried, mm -hmm. it's not easy. Yep. Making the difficult things seem simple. That's exactly yep. what you want to do. So speaking of difficult topics, once again, we're going to try to make things simple for the audience out there. And one of the biggest questions the podcasters that listen to this show have is what actually is a download? especially when they see terms like downloads and listens and streams. How does that all play into each other? Yes. Challenge accepted. Let's see how we can make this easy for people to understand. There's a lot of different terms. Like you said, we mm -hmm. actually used to call them plays. Yep. Buzzsprout, for years, we called them plays because we, we thought downloads uh, can be confusing. Streams can be confusing. Listens can be confusing. So we'll just call them plays. And that was the term that we used for, for a long time. And then the industry kind of standardized around the term downloads, which begs the question, well, what, what you're asking, what is a download? So as a podcast host, what, no matter which host you go with, this is the way it works. We host your audio. For anyone to listen to that audio, whether it's an embedded player and they click play uh, on their website, whether they download it directly from the RSS feed, whether it's from Apple Podcasts, uh, the, the, the app, when it downloads the MP3, whenever it accesses your actual audio file, it has to touch Buzzsprout. It has to touch your podcast host with some few exemptions with Spotify for some hosts. But let's just talk about for Buzzsprout, yeah. anyone who accesses your audio will access it through Buzzsprout. So that's a real common question. People say, well, if they listen to it like this, will Buzzsprout know about it? If they listen to it like this, will Buzzsprout count that as a download? We, we will see any activity accessing your audio files. So now we have this onerous task of figuring out whether or not to count that access. So when they access it, 
how long did they access it for? Is it a suspicious uh, user agent? A user agent is how it identifies itself when it accesses it. Is it something suspicious? Is it just a bot that's uh, going and indexing MP3s for some unknown reason? Unfortunately, it's a lot of traffic. So we have to go through that task of, okay, now that we know that it's been accessed, we have to figure out, do we want to count that thing as a download? And then when we count it as a download, what information can we glean from the way that it was accessed? So, so far, does that all make sense? Yes. Okay. So when we see that request to access your file, the device that's accessing it tells us a couple things. It tells us what, what I mentioned earlier. It's called a user agent, and it is how it identifies itself to the world. So for example, Apple Podcasts identifies itself as podcasts because only Apple could choose to... <laughs> Such a simple title, yes. <laughs> yeah, right. And and to kind of dominate it, nobody can use podcasts because uh -huh. that's Apple Podcasts, but whatever. Okay. So Apple Podcasts, they, they, whenever they access it, they use a user agent that starts with podcasts and then a slash. And so we know, oh, okay, it's being accessed by Apple Podcasts. So now I can tell you when you go into your Buzzsprout stats dashboard, you'll see what apps have accessed any of my episodes. So that's how we can tell you what we call the podcast agent, in this case, it would be Apple Podcasts. We also know the IP address. Where in the world were they? And this is a real, this is a real interesting topic. Okay. So when they access it, they, anybody who's on the internet has an address and that's how you communicate with everybody else on the internet. Everybody has an IP address. Mm -hmm. So if you're at home, you've got an IP address you got from Comcast or you got from Verizon or whoever your, your internet provider is. If you're on your mobile phone, same thing. So when you access that file, I know the, the podcast agent based on the information they pass when they connect. And I know the IP address. Now, once I have the IP address, I can go and look up where is that IP address registered. So this is the closest thing that we ever get to in terms of privacy is we do look up where the IP address that accessed your episode, where it's registered. So for example, my IP address that I've got from Comcast, Comcast registered that IP address and said, this IP lives in Jacksonville, Florida. So now if I go and I download an episode, I can look up that IP address and say, oh, that was a download from Jacksonville, Florida. Now, not every internet provider registers their addresses accurately. Yes. So I had somebody in support who was going back and forth with me because they were convinced that uh, they downloaded an episode and they're in Burbank, California, but it showed up in Ohio. <laughs> we can't control... We can't control what location uh, shows up. Mm -hmm. We can, all we see is an IP address. And then we look up that address. There's no, there's no magic to it. There's no crazy technology that we're employing. It's as simple as, well, whoever got that IP address registers you know, where it exists. And to the best of their ability, <laughs> mm -hmm. they provide accurate information. So that's how we glean the location. We talked about the podcast agent or the user agent to determine what the app is. Oh, the other thing that we do is sometimes like if you are listening to an episode, let's say through your web player and you click play and you only listen to it for a couple of seconds and then you close it. We won't count it as a download if you haven't downloaded at least 60 seconds worth of audio. That was so, definitely my next question. <laughs> yeah. So go yeah. ahead. Yeah. Now, so this is the way it works. When you launch your player and you click play, you can see how it downloads, right? And then mm -hmm. it begins to fill in. Unfortunately, 
once it fills in 60 seconds worth of data, whether you've actually listened to that 60 seconds, we don't know. Nobody knows. You know. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's the same as if you would actually download the entire episode. That would count as a download, but who knows if anybody actually listened to that. Exactly. Exactly. And so this is where it gets really confusing for people because of all the different terms. Mm -hmm. Well, what if they didn't download it? What if they just played it through Apple Podcasts? Well, we're going to count that as a download, but we're actually going to count it as a download when they downloaded the episode, not necessarily when they clicked play and listened to it. So they could have downloaded it over the weekend and then listened to it uh, a week later yeah. on their drive to work. Well, we won't know that they listened to it on their drive to work. We won't know that they listened to five minutes of it and then they turned it off or that they uh, listened to 15 minutes and then they skipped ahead and they did something else now. But that brings up an interesting point because Apple does know that Apple knows how people consumed the content within Apple podcasts. Same thing is true with Spotify. Spotify knows a lot because <laughs> they trade on private information. So they know a lot more information than what your podcast host knows. So if you go into your dashboard within Apple, you can see more information than what you can get from us. You can see how long they listened, uh, things like that. Now, it's only for a subset of players because it's only within Apple Podcast. It's only certain versions of the iOS, certain versions of the Apple Podcast app that they're able to give you those those analytics. Okay. Uh, but any yeah. analytics they provide, you know, it's it's interesting to look at. I, I think with all statistics, you should take it with a grain of salt. I don't think you should make massive changes to your show based on information that you see <laughs> in in any one platform. But it's good information to be able to look at and kind of put a put an earmark on. That that makes a lot of sense. So going back kind of to the original question, what actually counts as a download? I'm trying this out. So you tell me how it works. But I'm trying out this term of accessing the episode because it doesn't matter if it was a download, if it was a listen, if it was a stream, uh, if it was a play, whatever, whatever term you want to call it. Whenever that audio is accessed, we count that as a download. We call it a download, even though it might not have actually been a download. It might have been a stream, but we call it a download just for simplicity. And that I like that explanation because that's exactly how I've explained it to other people as well. Anytime it accesses the feed, that's going to count towards your stats. It's just... Well, you, accessing the episode, not necessarily the feed. And it's an important distinction because what happens is, let's say you launch the Apple Podcast app, and I keep using the Apple Podcast app. There are other it's apps. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's say you launch Overcast. There you, you launch go. Overcast and you go to your favorite podcast of choice and it shows you all of the episodes. It accessed your RSS feed to show you here's the directory of all the episodes that are out there. No download has been captured at this point because all it's doing is showing you the episodes. But as soon as you click on an episode, now it's going to go access the episode with Buzzsprout. And once it's downloaded at least 60 seconds worth of data, that's going to count as a download. Okay. That's good to know. It's also worth noting that with Buzzsprout, we pull down download information on an hourly basis. So every hour, we're basically pulling in download data. So it could be delayed as much as an hour. If it was a worst case scenario, if somebody did a download right before we pulled the, the or, or right after the last time we pulled down the data. Sure. But so, if you, so if you pulled down information, say at one o'clock, someone accesses it at 101, you're not going to see that in on your stats page until like two o'clock. Exactly. Okay. It's actually delayed less than an hour, 
because on average, uh, it, it would be less than an mm-hmm. hour and it could be as much as maybe two hours if things get backed up. So if that job that's downloading it every hour, for example, Mondays are really busy. And so on Mondays, we'll see sometimes that those jobs can get backed up. But worst case scenario, two hours. It'll never be, it'll never, we'll have people, hey, did we get any downloads yesterday? Because my numbers didn't move. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry to tell you, but you didn't get any downloads. <laughs> For people, honestly, like myself, who who are constantly refreshing that stats page, you're telling me it actually doesn't make sense to refresh it twice in an hour, probably. Exactly. Yeah. As a matter of fact, we used to cache it. I don't know if you remember, we used to cache it for six hours. So we wouldn't, even if you hit refresh, we wouldn't even update it. And uh, we eventually gave in because people, people love to hit refresh on that page. And Mm -hmm. so we made it so that it updates faster, but you may, you might need to seek counseling. if. uh, (laughs) (laughs) So you mentioned a little bit earlier too, that when someone downloads an episode, we don't actually know when they listen to it. And I think that plays perfectly into another question I get quite often what is the best day to release a new episode? And I have my answer that I always give people. I'm curious, kind of based on what we've been talking about here, would you agree that you can't really give people a best day because you don't actually know when they're listening? Does that make sense? Correct. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I mean, this this falls... There's another related question in terms of, well, how long should my episode be? Uh, Mm -hmm. These are questions that are best asked to your listeners to find out from them. But the beautiful thing about podcasting is it doesn't matter Mm -hmm. because people can listen to it. It's on demand. I'm, I'm on, I've got some time. I want to go listen to a podcast Um, or even there's podcasts that I follow. I don't even know when they're released. I just know that when I pop open my phone, there they are. Oh, there's the, you know, the latest episode of this podcast that I follow. So I don't know that it matters so much the actual day that you release it. I'm sure there's people that feel adamantly against that, but statistically there is no, there's no advantage of, of one day over the other. Oh, and I think it's related to the question of, well, what about duration? How long should my episodes be? And I, I think it really depends on your listeners and the content. How long can you not be boring? As long as you can not be boring for the amount of time, <laughs> that's what you should shoot for. <laughs> and then once it's boring, cut it off. <laughs> so I think it's really hard to answer questions like that because statistics, if statistics give you an answer, it will be misleading at best. I would agree with that. So speaking of statistics, speaking of downloads, speaking of numbers, you've told us when it counts as a download. You've told us the whole 60 seconds deal. How can the people know that they can trust the numbers that they're getting from Buzzsprout to be accurate? Yeah, I think that's a hard question. How can people trust the numbers that they see in Buzzsprout? It's our livelihood. (laughs) It's what we do. But people take it very personally when you talk about their download numbers. And they're like, no, I'm telling you, I definitely had more downloads. It's First of all, downloads are always less. They're never more. Nobody ever writes in and says, oh, wait a minute, there must be something wrong because my podcast isn't nearly as as popular (laughs) as what you say it is. That never happens. The more accurate your stats are, the numbers will go down. And so we see this a lot where people will move over from another podcast host and they're on Buzzsprout and they're like, my numbers went down. I need to switch back because now less people are listening. 
No, no. It's just we take accuracy really, really seriously. So we're totally transparent in how we process and and do our downloads. Recently, we did the IAB certification only so that we could say that we at least meet their guidelines. I think their guidelines are the beginning of accuracy, but they are not the end-all be-all. So you can have multiple hosts that are IAB certified and you'll still get multiple numbers. They're going to be different because there's a lot of leeway in how the IAB does it. So to answer the question, the only thing I can say is we we take it very, very seriously and we're happy to be entirely transparent in how we do things, how we consider uh, downloads to be downloads versus have to you know throw it away because we've identified, you know, if it's downloaded from FFmpeg, FFmpeg is an app that nobody probably knows. And the reason is because uh, it's not something that most people run to listen to podcasts. So we intentionally, we made this decision, I don't know, last year uh, to start blocking FFmpeg downloads as downloads because they're not, they should not be counted as a download. It's misleading to our podcasters. Well, you have people that write back and say, well, my numbers went down. I'm no longer seeing FFmpeg. Well, yeah, but FFmpeg was probably a bot of some kind. I don't know why, but they shouldn't be accessing your your episodes and they definitely shouldn't count as a download. So every podcast host has to make that decision. And the only thing I can say is we really value accuracy. We value our podcasters. And to that end, we make the statistics actionable clear. If we give you information, we want it to be something that they can trust to make a decision versus, you know, just giving them numbers. So for anyone who may be wondering out there, can you explain what the IAB is? The IAB is an organization that I believe does a lot more than podcasting, but it's related to advertising and helping advertisers trust the numbers. Well, at least when it comes to IAB certification for stats, it's helping advertisers trust the numbers that they're getting from their host so that when they pay people per download, they can trust that those downloads are accurate. So IAB has guidelines that they provide for hosts to be considered IAB certified. And like I said, that's the beginning of accuracy. I think at a minimum, a podcast host should be IAB. Well, they should be, we used to say IAB compliant. IAB compliant means we do things the way that the IAB wants them to be done. But there were other podcast hosts that were saying, oh, well, if they're compliant, they're not certified. So you really can't believe them. So we went ahead and spent the God awful amount of money to get certified just so and our numbers changed not at all uh, because we were doing way more than what IAB had already asked for. So the IAB is the basis for the beginning of accurate stats, but they're not the end all be all for for accurate stats. Beautiful. So the last thing I think I want to bring up is every month for the past, I think, four or five months now, you've been actually publishing a group of statistics based on all of the podcasts that are hosted on Buzzsprout. I guess a few questions. One, why did you start to publish those numbers? And two, why do you think they're important? Well, why did we publish the numbers? So what you're talking about is the Buzzsprout platform stats that we started a couple months ago, like you said. And 
why did we do them? We did them be- because of a couple of things. One is it's a little bit of uh, vanity. We call them vanity statistics when they, they're fun to look at, but they're not necessarily actionable. So it's fun to be able to go and see how many countries are listening to Buzzsprout podcasts and how many downloads, how many new episodes were published on the Buzzsprout platform, right? Um, so we like to be able to, to provide those numbers. It also gives some credibility to some of the things when we're telling people information about podcasting. We want them to understand that we're we're very experienced. We know we know what we're doing. And so that was some of it. But it's also it's also good for a podcaster to be able to compare how do their numbers compare to the platform overall. So for example, the Apple Podcast app is the number one podcast app, but maybe for you, Spotify is your number one podcast app. That might tell you that um, your listeners are more inclined to use Spotify than Apple. And maybe that informs something about your podcast. Maybe there's some action you can take as a result of that. Maybe you're not listed in Apple Podcasts and they're the largest player across Buzzsprout and might be something for you to consider as being an Apple. So things like that, they can look at it and compare it to their own numbers. Same thing with countries and territories and devices and device types. But one of the things that I am most excited about is at the bottom where we talk about the number of downloads in the first seven days. And the reason that I I like this number is because of what we were talking about earlier, where podcasting is it's so, I don't know how to describe it. It's, it plays on people's insecurities. And so it's very common for someone to say, I feel like giving up. It's just not worth it. I only have whatever, 25 downloads in the first seven days of my last episode. Maybe I should give up. But when you talk to them and you say, well, that means that 25 people heard the message you put out. And so you tell me if that's worth it. I don't know if your message is, is worth it, but 25 people thought it was worth it. And and so I, I just think there's a real imposter syndrome where people feel like, well, I'm not really a podcaster because I'm not getting Joe Rogan's numbers. Well, 99% of podcasters don't get Joe Rogan's numbers, 99.9%. Yep. And so that's when uh, we talked about, hey, let's try to come up with a metric that actually it's accurate, it's true, but it's also encouraging. And that's where the the number of downloads in the first seven days, I feel like is a really good indicator of how many followers you have on your podcast, how many people have probably subscribed in their app or they listen to it on a regular basis. Because typically, if you're a podcast listener, you typically open your app at least once a week and download your your podcast that you listen to. So if you look at that number, this is what's really encouraging is that the median number is 27, 27 downloads. So in other words, if you get more than 27 downloads in the first seven days, you're in the top half of all of the Buzzsprout podcasters or all the active podcasters. That's pretty incredible. If you, if you get more than 73, you're in the top 25%. And so I just think when when someone says, well, I don't I don't know if I'm really a podcaster. I don't know if I really should keep on with this thing. I think it's encouraging for them to see. And so that's that's the number that I'm most proud of on that page. I think it's something I share. You probably see it on Facebook. I share yeah. that number because I think it's encouraging that that is the number that I look at on that whole page, which I'll link to in the show notes, but that's the number I, I want to see every month. I scroll down and look where they're at. They, I mean, they don't change a whole lot because they don't change. I mean, yeah, that, that that's just where they are. And that's, that's where podcasting's at right now. And I agree. It is super encouraging to realize that, okay, if you're getting 27 downloads in the first seven days, then you are in the top half. 
at least a podcast being hosted on Buzzsprout. Like exactly numbers could change with Libsyn a little bit or whatever other host is out there, but you put it at the top too. This is from 91,000 active podcasts, right? Like that's a lot of data out there. So, I mean, those averages are pretty solid. And I think the important thing for people who are doubting themselves to remember is that yes, the people who are doing very well and getting hundreds of downloads per episode, there are thousands of downloads per episode. Yeah. They're going to talk about it all the time. But the people who are only getting five or 10 per episode, they're not going to be talking about it. And that's why you don't hear from those people. Take a look at these numbers, see where you fall, and maybe even use them as kind of goalposts to shoot for. And I like to, I like to tell people to envision those people in a room. If that doesn't get you fired up, then maybe, yeah, maybe you don't want to do that podcast. If you're obsessed with numbers to the point where you want to give up because the numbers, man, if, if only 30 people heard my message, that's not good enough for me. Well, maybe maybe you don't want to do it. <laughs> but most of the podcasters I talk to, they're like, that's, that's awesome. I got 30. And next week, maybe it'll be 35. And you know, those numbers are going to keep, keep going up. But at the end of the day, I've got a message I want to get out and I'm going to, whether I get to impact 30 people or 300 people or 3000 people, I'm going to get that message out. And that's, I, I love that. I love that about podcasting. It's one of the things that excites me about it. Awesome. So one more question about the download numbers that I want to clear up just to make sure we cover it. We mentioned that if someone starts listening to an episode for 60 seconds, it's going to count as a download. So let's say they listen for five minutes. It counts as one download. They have to pause the episode, go do something else. They don't start listening again until later that week. When they pick it up again, when they press play, is that going to count as a second download? Yeah, that's a great question. So when someone accesses an episode, we keep track of their IP address and their their agent, whatever they're using to listen to it. Mm-hmm. And we'll keep track of it for 24 hours. So if they access it, and let's say that they download it three times or they access it three times in a 24-hour period, we're only going to count it as one download. But if it's more than a day, we're going to count it as a separate download. Now, you, you got to think about how a podcast app typically works is you download the whole thing and you listen to you could, you could listen to it over a week, but you downloaded the whole thing on the first day. Now, if you are streaming it, that might be a little bit different. So now it might actually count as multiple downloads as long as your IP address, if your IP address stays the same, but you're using the same client over multiple days, it will be one download per day. And that's something that we've gone back and forth of figuring out the, the most accurate way to do it because you also have, you have the opposite end of the problem, which is you have, let's say that in my house, there's six of us, <laughs> six of us in my family. So if my wife and I both download the same podcast using the same app, it's only going to count as one download. Even though she downloaded on her phone, I downloaded on my phone. It's still only going to count as one download because we both have the same IP address from my house yep. and we're both using the exact same version of the app. If that's the case, I'm only going to count it as one download. So those numbers kind of balance each other out. But again, sure. statistics should be taken with a grain of salt because there are, I mean, I can give you a, a scenario for any <laughs> any of the rules that we enforce of of how it can change the numbers. Yeah, and ha- where, how, how where it's going to break the system somewhere. Yeah. yeah, like the whole 60 second rule. 60 second rule is kind of a joke because most people have broadband even if they click play on uh, embedded player, how how quickly does it download? <laughs> so when you click play, it downloads 60 seconds before you've listened to two seconds. Yeah. And so 
even that number, I think it makes gives people a false sense of accuracy. They're like, oh, well, yeah, because it's only counted after 60 seconds. But just so you know, I think it's somewhere around 85 to 90 percent of downloads past the 60 second mark. So it's a very small number of downloads that start that don't finish. Good to know. Well, Tom, it's been a pleasure talking with you today, getting the the inside scoop on on download numbers and how that works specifically at Buzzsprout. I guess I'll leave it open to you. Is there anything else you feel you want to share about download numbers or Buzzsprout or any personal projects you're working on? <laughs> well, let, let me say this about download numbers is... I really, my heart goes out to the podcasters that are always looking at their numbers because I think, man, just don't let it rob you of joy and why you got into this. You didn't get into it. I'm assuming you didn't get into it for the numbers. If that's the case, then remember that. Go to your why of why did you start this this podcast? And hopefully it wasn't about the numbers and don't spend too much time <laughs> looking at those numbers. Talk to people, talk to real people. That's that's really encouraging when you talk to that one person that you made a difference in their life or in the trajectory of their job or whatever it is that your podcast is about. When you talk to just one person, it's so encouraging, much more encouraging than any numbers I can show you on your stats page. So I would just encourage people to to remember their why and and maybe have conversations like that to, to kind of get the encouragement that they're looking for, that dopamine hit that they're looking for when they're refreshing their their stats. Beautifully said, yes. Uh, that That's something I've talked about from the beginning of this podcast, actually, is episode one was about finding your why. So that you heard it from from the industry right there. Not just me, it's someone within the industry telling you the exact same thing. Let's go with it. Tom, thank you once Sounds again good. for being on the show. If people want to get in touch with you, is there a, a, a way they can go about doing that? Sure. It's uh, Tom at buzzsprout.com or they can see me on Twitter. It's Tom Rossi 7 Wonderful. With that being said, uh, we'll leave it there and we'll talk to you all very soon. Thanks for having me on the show. As much as I knew about download numbers, Tom did actually surprise me with a few new bits of information during our discussion. So I hope that clears things up for you a bit. I was also glad to hear Tom bring up a few of the tenets that I use here at Podcast Better. He reiterated points I've made about finding your why, which I talk about in episode one, why your download numbers ultimately don't matter, as I discuss in episode 10, ideal episode length was episode 15, best time to release an episode, that was episode 19. It's all good stuff. So I would encourage you, especially if you're a newer listener, to go back and check out some of those earlier episodes. They were the early episodes because they were the things I felt that needed to be addressed first. They were the most common questions that I got. In any case, thank you for listening to this episode. Thank you once again to Tom for joining me on the show. And thank you to Buzzsprout for continuing to be an amazing company. I hope you'll take the time to check them out whenever you're in the market for a new podcast host. I'll leave my affiliate link down in the show notes. That's all for now. We'll talk soon. If you're starting a podcast soon, you're going to need a podcast hosting company. For that, there's only one company I recommend, Buzzsprout. Buzzsprout has a clean, user-friendly interface. Their system is set up to walk you through every step of the process you need to set up your podcast. But if you ever get stuck, I'm more than happy to help you out. Buzzsprout also has the best customer service I've ever experienced. So even if I'm unable to help, rest assured that your problem will be handled. You can try Buzzsprout free for 90 days to see what it's all about by using my affiliate link. 
just go to thepodcastersguild.com slash buzzsprout. That's thepodcastersguild.com slash buzzsprout. If you use that link and choose to upgrade to a paid plan, Buzzsprout will even send you a $20 Amazon gift card after your second paid month. It's a win for everybody. Let me know if you have any questions, but head on over to thepodcastersguild.com slash buzzsprout today, and I can't wait to see what you create.